the purpose is off. Right? The greatest failure in life is being successful at the wrong assignment. Not finding the purpose that the King created you for and then fulfilling it. Amen? It's the most important thing that we do is find what we were here for so that we can do what we were created to do. Amen? And then we'll find fulfillment. Is that right? All right. All right. Glory to God. You guys can be seated. Hallelujah. On tonight... Glory to God. It's going to be good. Because the Holy Ghost is here. Amen. He's got some things He wants to say to us. Hallelujah. I told Pastor Brown, I said, pray for me. And you guys be expecting. I've told you before, I can, pray, I can study. Pastor can study. We can read. We can pray. We can get the direction that the Lord has for us and have a good word. But the demand and the expectation that you put on the word determines what you reap out of the Word. Alright? So how many of you tonight can say you're going to expect with me that we'll get across what the Holy Ghost wants to get across, what the King would like to say to us? Amen? Amen. Alright. Alright. Hang in there. We're going to get there. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor told us this morning in um, such a wonderful Word, that the Lord gave to him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Such a um, timely, timely teaching. If you weren't here this morning, you missed something, get the CD. Okay, you need that. You need that. He, ta- he taught this morning on kingdom priority. Our priority in life should be to seek first the kingdom. Is that right? And then everything else gets straightened out, doesn't it? Everything else gets straightened out. So we're just going to continue right in there. Right in that vein. Hallelujah. Let's go before the Lord before we start tonight. We're going to believe Him that His Word comes across. Amen. Glory to God. Lord, we worship You and we honor You. We thank You for Your Word, Lord. Where the Word of the King is, there's power. And Lord, we thank You for it. We thank You in the name of Jesus that to the amount that we do and stay in line with Your Word, Lord, is the amount that Your power can be in effect in our lives. So, Lord, we thank You in the name of Jesus that we receive Your Word tonight, that it finds place in good ground in our hearts. Lord, that we're able to take it, to walk it out, to do it, Lord, and it creates change and increase, Lord, in every area. Thank You for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor Brown said this this morning. You're going to hear it a lot. The most dangerous word in the kingdom is independence. Independence. And the second most dangerous word in the kingdom is rebellion. Independence would be to believe that you could do the thing by yourself. That you could fulfill God's purpose. That you could do the thing that would make you successful in this life without His help. That somehow we would have a choice about what we were to do. We found out, Pastor Brown said this morning, and we've been learning that in this government, we don't get a vote. <laughs> and then also rebellion being the second most dangerous would be to hear the Word of the Lord, but then not to do it. Not to do it. Is that right? Because when we have a child... <clears throat> Miss Tamika is doing such a wonderful job with her little girl. 
But when we, when we look and we see, we call it rebellion when our child would look at us when we told them to do something and say no. That doesn't sit well with most of us parents. <laughs> you know, your child look at you and you say, you know, pick up your toys. No. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, you know, because you, you're like, okay. Um, the Bible said, um, if you discipline your child, if you spank them, they will not die. And I'm about to show you. You will live through this, but it's going to be painful. Is that, is that kind of the thoughts that you start having, right? All right, all right, all right. And so here's what we want to do then. We want to begin to completely align ourselves with the will of the Father. If Jesus said to believe and pray that the will of the Father would be done on earth as it is in heaven, where's that going to start? Where's the kingdom at? In the hearts of men. In the hearts of people. It's going to start on the inside of us. The will of the Father being done in the earth will start in you. And in your setting yourself to obey and come in line then with what He said to do. Okay? In Ecclesiastes 8.4 says, Where the word of the King is, there's power. For the word of the King is supreme. Who will come to Him and ask Him, What are you doing? <laughs> Who would come to ask Him, what, Why did you say this? Who would question what the King said? Is there anybody in a government that would question what a supreme king said? No. Because they wouldn't make it, would they? They wouldn't make it. In the, in the earthly kingdoms of the world, the king had the authority that just by the raising of his hand to take your head. Bye-bye. Adios. Did, what, what did we see with the Daniel in the lion's den? What happened there? The, the, the Daniel was one of the rulers... He had high government position and some people got jealous of him. So they went to the king and they said, King, we want you to make this law. And the king, without knowing that they were tricking him, made a law that said, anyone that worships anyone but me for the next 30 days will be thrown into the den filled with lions. So then, what happened? They came to him after about three or four days and they said, Hey, your boy Daniel, the one that you've got over us all, we see him three times a day worshiping his God. He refuses to do the thing that you've commanded. And the king, because of the word that he had given, could not undo it. And he had to throw him in the lion's den. Now we know that God was faithful to him, but we see there a picture of even in the realm of the earthly kings that God, God had set that up, is that when the word of the king was given, it could not be done away with. It could not be undone, if you will. So, <clears throat> we see then that if you disobeyed the word of the king, if you did the thing that was against the word of the king, there was serious consequence. It wasn't... We, guys, we're in grace now. And, and a little bit, that's dangerous for us. Because if every time we disobeyed the word of the king, there was some physical consequence, we would think a little more about 
what we were doing, wouldn't we? But as it is, we are in grace, but what we want to do then is keep in mind and keep accountable to that the Word of the King in the kingdom that we have become a part of is still that supreme authority, and there are consequences. We will give an answer for the things that we do, the things that we don't do, and whether or not we obeyed Him. Right? Everybody smile. It's okay. It's okay. It's going to be good. All right? I'm going to call this tonight. I didn't tell Brother Dave before the message because I circled around and around and around. I had two things. I have two sets of notes that I've worked on this week. I said, well, Lord, (laughs) I didn't know what I was going to do. But the title of tonight is going to be, Are You Doing It? Are You Doing It? Well, James, go ahead and turn there. Now look here. Many of us, and while you're turning to James, I'm going to turn to John 8.31. So if you're taking notes, jot that down. John 8.31. Um... John 8.31 says, Jesus said to the Jews who believed Him, If you abide in My Word, you are My disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Well, that, that's, a, that's a great Scripture. I mean, we look at it and we say, Well, man, you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. But you know what we do a lot of times? We say, You know what? I know the Word. I'm a Christian. I've been in the church my whole life. I know that. And you know what we do when we do that? We get ourselves in a very dangerous spot because we assume that we already know. We're going to look at some things tonight, though. And in this teaching, because just like Pastor Brian has said, we have started a new vein The Lord is doing a new thing in our hearts, not something that's new to Him, not something that is even new to the church, but a new thing that He has opened to us and showed us and made available to us to walk out more of His plan and His purpose for our lives individually and for our lives as Anchor Faith Church. But there's some things and there's still some foundational things that we've got to get in line before we're going to be able to just really just take off in this thing. All right, we've entered in, we're through the door, but we're still building. We're still building. So here we go, John, James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Hallelujah, verse 21. Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with weakness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Be doers of the Word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Now this is what I've been talking about a little bit already. You can go to church your whole life, listen guys, and hear the Word of the Lord. Hear the Word of the King and still not be living in the kingdom. You can know, you can quote, you can say, you can pray. You can do all the things that look just like someone who is in the kingdom and still not be walking in the kingdom. You can. So what we want to do tonight is look at some things and make sure that we're walking in the kingdom. That we're walking 
in obedience and in line with God's Word. Resist the urge, guys, over the next several months to think, I've heard that. I know that. Because you know what? We're going to preach and we're going to teach along this line that the Lord has opened up to us until He says stop. Jesus said, I only say and do the things that the Father tells me to do. And you know what? And that's Pastor Brian and that's my ambition too. We only want to be saying, we only want to be preaching, we only want to be teaching you the things that the Father says teach you and what is right for this time. There are millions of subjects that we could be teaching you right now. When we believe God that we're on a, that we're on an assignment to change a group of people and by doing that, Ignite this city, impact our nation, and influence the world. But over the next several months, it's going to be real tempting sometimes for you to say, I've heard that. How many times are they going to read that Scripture? How many times are they going to tell me that man was put on the earth to have dominion on the earth? How many times are they going to say that? You know what? We're going to say it, and we're going to say it, and we're going to preach it, probably for the rest of our life, because Jesus said, Repent and change your mind, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But for as long as the Lord... So resist the urge. Resist the urge with everything in you to say, I know that. I've heard that. You know, it won't hurt if I lay out of church today because they're just going to say the same thing again. Because you know what? We can read the same Scripture a thousand times right from this same pulpit. And if you expect the Holy Ghost, He'll tell you something different. He'll teach you more. Because we are never in this earth going to obtain to the full knowledge of God. That's what Satan tried to convince Eve she could do. When the whole thing fell apart. God, did God say that tree? And she said, well, he said, don't touch it and don't eat it. He said, well, you know what? He told you not to eat it because he doesn't want you to know everything he knows. If you'll eat it, you'll be as knowledgeable as him. And she ate because she thought she could be smart as God. Lord, have mercy. help us, Jesus. Help us not make that mistake today. We think, how dumb is that? But you know what? When we shut our minds off and we think, I know that, we're eating the goofy fruit again. Man, we hope you're hungry. I mean, I hope it satisfies something in you because you... You know, no, I'm just kidding, really. Really, but that's where it all fell apart, you know. Somebody thinking they wanted to be as knowledgeable as the Lord. All right, all right, all right, all right. Listen, it's not the word that you have heard or the word that you can recite that matters in your life. It's the word you do. It's the word you do that is effective and that's going to make you effective. John chapter 14 Look at John chapter 14. Guys, I, I pray and I sincerely hope we can lay a foundation here that will help us to walk out what we hear. Because you know what? It's not just good enough to hear a good message and get excited. That is not what we're trying to do. That is not what we're trying to do. John fourteen fifteen. If you love me, Jesus said... You'll keep my commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Verse 21 says, 
He who has my commandments and keeps him, them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love and manifest myself to him. Who's he manifest himself to? Who does he give his power to? Those who love him, but how does he know that we love him? Because we keep his commandments. Now, what, how, what, what, do, we mean, what, what do we mean by keeping his commandments? It means we're doing them. We're walking them out. We're carrying them out in our everyday life. Carrying them out in our everyday life. Turn to Matthew chapter 5. You got several scriptures to begin with. Matthew chapter 5. You know what? Because Jesus wants us to be powerful in our life. He doesn't want us to come to church and just get just a little bit, just enough to say, Woo! That stuff Pastor Brian's teaching? Woo! It's exciting. Oh, that's exciting. Woo! We might run around the little church. We might get excited. We might dance. And then we go home, and man, we didn't get through the door before the whole thing fell loose. Nothing going right. The kid done threw up in the car. Your husband has said that same thing that drives you up the wall already before you even got out of the parking lot. And all of a sudden, whoop, it's gone. It's gone all that. Woo! Now you find out that the woo doesn't sustain you. It doesn't take you past the door. Now it's good to come in and do that. I'm not saying we don't want to do that. The Bible said in the presence of the Lord there's freedom and liberty. We can get free. We can, you know, get some of this flesh earth suit in line and and, and get the pride off and worship Him freely. We're commanded to do it. I'm not saying that there's not some substance in that. But the thing that we do in here is only in preparation for the thing that we're going to do out there for the rest of the week. Right? So, Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Do not think that I've come to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill. For assuredly, I say to you, though heaven and earth pass away, not one jot or tittle will by no means pass away from the law until it is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of my commandments and teaches men to do so shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever does and teaches them He shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. A lot of kingdom there, wasn't there? If you do my word and you teach others to do so, the Lord said that you'll be great in the kingdom of heaven. You'll have great position. Now, we don't seek position. But the Lord said, if you'll become submitted to me, you'll do my word, you'll be great in the kingdom of heaven. And then, it says, but unless your righteousness goes past that of the scribes and Pharisees, you won't enter. You can't get through the door. You can't even get into this thing unless it's exceeding the... Now, what are we talking about there? What did the scribes and Pharisees do? Man, they knew so much word. It would scare you how much word these men knew. They done quoted the whole first five books in the Bible when they were eight. 
They forgot more word than most of us will ever know. So now, do we see that just coming to church and listening and getting full up of the word, it must not be enough. Must not be enough. If they had all the word, they did all the ritual. These men, man, before they walked in the temple, they're washing their hands in the holy water. Getting all this ceremonially clean stuff. Aren't you glad we don't have to do that today? But they were. Now, they were perfect on the outside. There was nothing that you could find that was out of place when a priest came into the presence of God. When a Pharisee came into his presence, he was perfect on the outside. But Jesus looked at them and said they were whitewashed tombs. They were whitewashed tombs. Didn't have any substance in them. Even though, like I said, they could have quoted you all the word that you wanted to hear. Look here. In verse 20. Unless our righteousness, which means right alignment with the king, exceeds them, we don't enter and get to abide then in the kingdom of heaven. Our salvation's not worth Anything if we're not going to go past just knowing a whole lot. The word righteousness in that verse means equity. Our equity of our character or actions. The quality of what we're doing. Unless the quality of what you're doing to carry out His Word exceeds just head knowledge, there's no benefit to you. No benefit to you. But He's called us to a higher calling than just to sit around, keep learning, and tell others what we know. And called us to do more than tell others what to do. So we feel somehow that we're smart. Because we know what to tell people when they're healing. I got that. 1 Peter 2.24, by His stripes we were healed. They need some money. I got that. Philippians 4.19, He, I heal, supply all your needs according to His riches and glory. Hey, peace, I got that. Isaiah 53, He took the chastisement of your peace upon Him. Got it. Woo! Super Christian. And Jesus said, man, you ain't done none of that. You don't even do that when these things come up in your life. You ain't even doing that. And we wonder sometimes while we walk in... In defeat and the things of the life are beating us up all the time. Pastor Brian tells us all the time, Jesus did not save you to be the devil's whipping boy. He did not save you. He did not let you through the door and into the kingdom so for the rest of your life you could hang on to the end. He called us to have a life of power, a life of anointing, and being led by the Spirit on the inside of us to walk out the Word so that we could have success in the things that we're doing. And so that His kingdom can be advanced. And people can look at us and say, My God, there's something on the inside of you. You're not falling apart all the time like the rest of them are. Whatever you're doing and whatever you're saying, somehow together, it's making a difference. And people are so tired of hearing Christian people, Christian people, do you understand what I'm saying? Religious people walking around all over the place, spouting all this stuff that ain't worth the breath it took to breathe it. People are tired of seeing that, guys. People, You know, I'm tired of seeing that. Because the only word that you believe, what, is the word you do. The only word you believe is the word you do. 
He's called us to obey the word of the king. The most dangerous place that we can be in in our life and the most dangerous word in the kingdom that we've been born into is independence. Independence. Scratch it. Scratch it. Put it on the junk heap. Because you know what I love? I love, I love, love what the song said a while ago, that we are free from the rule of darkness. You know what He did? He made us free and independent from that so that we could come under His government and have a safety place that we could walk out and be safe and be protected in this life to do what we need to do and have dominion for what we need to do. But before we can obey the Word of the King, we must understand who He is and who we are. Who He is and who we are. Now, we've touched on this. We've said that He's the King. He's the Lord. He's the supreme, the supreme ruler. He's the government. He's the head. He's the head, and we're just the body. We don't go or turn or do anything that He doesn't say or turn or go and or do, do we? Or we're in danger of number two, rebellion. Our hand wants to go over here. And our head's trying to go over here. Man, we look funny walking around like that all day. And some of us have been guilty of making the church and making the body look like that in the Spirit. We don't, man, we don't want to be the extremity that's hanging over here while the rest of everybody's going over here because it's quite crippling. The kingdom doesn't get advanced. Because something, I mean, you know, because you've got something hanging over here and you can't move. Can't do what you need to do. Before we can obey the word of the king, again, we must understand who he is and who we are. James chapter 1, we're still there. And we need to go back there. We need to go back there to um, verse 23. Verse 23. I hope we're learning some. This isn't like a um, great exegetical explanation tonight. It's pretty practical. Not real excellence of speech this time, but that's all right, because I'm telling you guys, this is a foundational thing that we've got to get, and I'm just, like I said, I'm praying and believing that the Spirit gets it across, gets it across. We look into the law of liberty, and it'll show us where we're at. Looking into God's Word is like looking into a mirror. Helps us see where we are and who we are. Verse 23, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. You know what? We may use a mirror to like Pastor Brown was teaching on priority this morning. We may use the mirror of the word to look and to see a flaw. Or a thing that we need to repent and change our mind from. A way that we've been doing things that wasn't just quite right. Okay? We, we can use a mirror to do the, in the natural we use a mirror. Ladies, you get up in the morning. Most of us do. Now, I've got a ten month old, so sometimes I make it through the house two or three times before I hit the mirror, and then I think, oh, Jesus, I, you know, I'm glad nobody came to the door selling cookies, you know, or anything. But, um, we look in the mirror though, and we use it in the natural as something, you know what? I got something out of place here. 
Pays a hair out of place. You know, when we're getting ready to go somewhere, you're getting ready to go to church. You know, I use the mirror, sometimes hop up and down to make sure things aren't going to get out of, out of whack when I dance or whatever, when I raise my hands. Ladies, you ought to do that. You ought to do that. It's part of being modest. But anyway, let's go back. You can use a mirror to, to examine what you are. And this is what we use the word for. As an examining tool to tell us what we are. And it's not a tool of condemnation though. It's a tool, the word says that the word can be used though to bring correction. Condemnation is brought by the enemy telling you you're not good enough. The Word is brought to say, look here, look here, look here. I've got a purpose for you. There's a reason that you're here on the earth. But look, there's a way you're going to have to do this. And you need to let me show you. You need to let me show you. So here we go. Look here. This thing that you're doing, this isn't just quite right. Look here, look here. you got a hair out of place. you got something out of place here. Look here, look here. You, you, you need to, you know, get, get, get your belt straight. Get your belt straight. It's not on just quite right. Not on just quite right. Second Timothy 3.16 says the Word of God is profitable for doctrine, correction, instruction, and, and, and correction, instruction, and instruction, and righteousness. So what does that mean to us? That the Word of God then is profitable to us. It will correct us when we're wrong. It will show us the things that we need to get right. It will give us instruction then in how to walk out righteousness and in and, and, and the right way of living and the uprightness before the King. It will teach us how to get in line. Right? We read, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees, unless you put some feet on those words that you have, you're not going to get in the kingdom. So the Word then was sent to us to give us Direction of how to go, how to walk this out, how to not only be a hearer of the word, but when we get home and that thing that attacks you over and over and over starts happening, you're able to walk it out and get past that. Amen. Not say stuck, going around the same thing all the time, walking it out, doing it, making power available to yourself, dynamic and it's working. Dynamic and it's working. And then another thing, that we can use the word for then is to observe and find out who we are in our relationship with Jesus and where we are there. Who we are and where we are. The word of the King is always given to give us power to carry out the work He's created us to do. I'll say that again. The word of the King is always given to give us power to carry out the work that He's created to do. And we won't be able to do it then separate from His Word. The power will not be available separate from His Word. Romans 8, 14-17 says, For as many who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again unto fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if we're children, then we're heirs. And if we're heirs, then we're joint heirs with Christ. And indeed we suffer with Him that we may be glorified together with Him. We find ourselves and locate ourselves then in relationship with God the Father 
as a son of God. As a son of God. A joint heir with Jesus. Is that when we get to heaven? Is that when we get to heaven? No, that's not when we get to heaven. It's right now. He said we, He has made us joint heirs with Jesus in this earth. In this earth. And so we're, we're to walk that out in this earth. We are observing now our purpose in the kingdom. To be sons of God. To carry out the work that God's created us to do. But it is done and it works for us by then getting in line with Him and His Word, the, the command of the King, and walking it out. Walking it out. Outside the building here. <laughs> because the preaching that comes forth again here, it, it has nothing to do with trying to get us pumped up here. It has to do with us taking this treasure, this thing, this power that is deposited into us, but through the preaching of the Word and taking it out and applying it to our everyday life. Now, the Scriptures that I was talking about a while ago when we said, you know, I need healing, and I said First Peter 2.24, and we went through that. Here's where the rubber meets the road. And here's how we make the kingdom of God in effect then in our lives. What you've got going in your life, you need to... Find word that applies to that. Okay? Because look here. I can tell you all day what the Word says about your situation. But until we read right at the beginning, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. I could tell you all day the Word that applies to your situation. But unless you get yourself acquainted with that Word, it's not going to help you. The Word of God's living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It will divide asunder between your soul and your spirit. But you know what? It can divide right now. I could be preaching, or Pastor Brian could be preaching, and the Lord could be speaking to you so directly, and you, you, you could go home, and after having looked in that mirror, the perfect law of liberty, forget what you saw, and not live it. And would it do you any good? None. And this is a lot of reasons why we are not able. Jesus said, there's many things that I want to say to you right now, but you're not quite ready. You're not quite ready. There's a lot of things that we need to teach you. There's a lot of things we need to put in you. There's a lot of things that you need to grow into. But there's some elementary principles. Not elementary as if you're dumb. But foundational principles that you need to build this on. Because if you don't get these right, we can't take you any further. We can't go any further than this. So then, the Word then that you know will set you free. It'll make you free. And if you're not experiencing freedom in that area that keeps hounding you, you do not know the Word on it. You do not have the revelation of the Word on it yet. Because I'm going to tell you, when God sets you free, you don't deal with it anymore. Now, let me say this. Just because you put your foot down today and say, Bless God, I'm not going to have that anymore. Well, now, what do you think that's going to do? The devil's going to say, you know what? You got, I'm fitting to come on after you because you and I both know that you ain't strong enough to deal with that on your own. And he's going to start. Lie, 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 lie. Because we know if the enemy's talking, he's lying, isn't he? Jesus said he's the father of lies. 
And so now I'm saying, if you put your foot down on that thing, please do not say by me saying that you don't deal with it anymore, that you're not going to have to for a time deal with it. The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. But I'll tell you something. The Bible says that where the Word of the King is, there is power. And if you'll keep applying that Word to that thing that you're dealing with, sooner or later that thing that you deal with every day, you'll only deal with it once a week. And that thing that you're dealing with once a week now, you'll only deal with it once a month. And that thing, if you'll keep applying the Word to it, that you deal with once a month, you'll six months down the road you'll think, Man, I hadn't seen that in a while, and then you know what? It might come back. You might think, man, where did that come from? I thought I was, it was all gone. No, but you know what? You keep applying that word. You keep applying that word. When you fall, when you slip, when you get out of right standing with God, you know what? The best thing to do is just right when it happens, go, go look yourself back in the mirror and you say, bless God, I'm free from that. Listen, I've heard people tell stories. They were going to quit smoking. And her, and her preachers say, you know what? While you're, t- while you're smoking the cigarette, you say, I'm free. Amen. Come on now. Right. While, while you're dealing with that. Man, while you're in that tirade and everything's flying off the handle, you can't control your anger, you stop right in the middle of it. You say, I'm free! Come on now. Some of us have dealt with... um. Food in one way, and some of us have dealt with food in the other way. Some of us lead on food because it helps us and it's a crutch. You know what? When you're on that third helping a cake, and you catch yourself and you say, Dear God, what am I doing? You say, You know what? Bless God, I'm free. I'm free. You know why? Because the Word of the King says that we have dominion over our bodies. They are just earth suits. They are only earth suits. And to walk out the word of the king, we say, you know what, earth suit? You get in line. You don't have dominion over me. I have dominion over you. Now, some of us have dealt with it in the other way. Pastor Cheyenne has dealt with it. The enemy tried to kill me with low self-esteem and with, with eating disorder in the opposite direction. And I found myself at 83 pounds. I found myself, now I'm a whole lot like Pastor Brian. We're a lot alike in this instance. You wouldn't believe if I told you today what I weigh because I carry muscle mass. So 83 pounds for me that day was probably about like 60 for um, some of you. But you know what? I had somebody look at me one day and they told me, look guys, this is where it's real. I'm just putting this right on out there. Because you know what? If Pastor and I can't say we deal with stuff, then you might not think that you can think that, that you can deal with stuff and just go on and open up and say so. Is that true? You know what we preach? We don't come here and preach because we enjoy being the pastors of a church and having the responsibility of it. Amen. Paul said, "I am bothered, I am burdened every day with the care and concern of the churches." You hear me? Look, guys, we have to think about when we're walking out our life, we have to think about what is it doing? How is it, how is it affecting the people that are under us? That God's called alongside us to, to submit, not to us, but to submit to the King to hook up with the vision that He's got for the city. We have to think about that. And so I'm just going to get real. I'll just be real with you. 
found myself at 83 pounds. With, and this can apply to anything that you've got going. You understand me? I walked into a counselor's office because people were freaking out, obviously. I mean, I look like a skeleton. So, you know, people were freaking out. Everybody's like, we've got to get her some help. Somebody, we've got to do something, you know. And that, guys, I was learning the Word. Matter of fact, I was in my first year at Rama. I was all hyped up. I had Word coming in me six hours a day. But I was being beat. Just pulverized in that area. Just beat. And it's because I wasn't applying the Word that I knew about that area. Had never really looked into the Word to see what God would say about it. So I went in a counselor's office one day and this is what she said to me. She said, you know what? I'm glad you came. It's a good first step. But now I want you to realize that you won't ever be free from this. You're going to deal with this your whole life. And guys, I didn't have to have enough strength to pay attention. I couldn't even remember my birthday right. I mean, I had gotten so far down. I had My mom was there and she was having to correct me the things I was saying because I didn't have enough nutrition to think. I looked at that lady though and I'm going to tell you, when she said that, I had enough of the Word. And you guys look at this, guys. Have enough have enough grit in you and have enough of the Word in you that if you, the devil or anybody else tells you you're going to deal with this problem for the rest of your life. You look at them. I looked at that lady. I said, ma'am, I don't mean any disrespect to you, but I will not sit in your office and hear you talk like this to me. Have a good day. I don't need your help. And I walked out. Because I thought to myself, well, dear God, if the Word, you know, I'm thinking, I didn't think about it exactly like, but think about it like this today. If the Word of the King don't have enough power to deal with something that I'm dealing with in my mind, then it ain't worth nothing to me, is it? Because if I can't put it to practice in my life, then we may as well go, go be eggheads at some big university and get indoctrinated with global warming. Or that we came from marsupial soup. Or whatever, and get passionate about that. Your grandpa the monkey. No, there's power in the word of the king, and I began, and I began because I knew right then because I had done put my foot down. I'm on, I'm free from this. I done put my foot down, so I went to somebody else, and then they looked at me and said, "You got to gain thirty pounds." And I said, "Dear Jesus, I mean, you know, I just about fainted." I was like, "You're kidding me! Gain thirty pounds?" I mean, you know, when people would say, well, my goodness, you had 30 pounds a game? Well, yeah, if you weigh 83 pounds and you want to get up to 110, you got to gain 30. And really, the real truth was is that I needed to gain about 50 to be healthy. Okay? So, so I'm like, okay. So I got back in the car and I was like, well, I'm serious. That was, that was just about the worst thing you could have ever told me right then, that moment. It scared me. But I said, you know what, God? Your Word says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And one bite at a time, I'm going to gain this weight. Now, some of you need to say, one thought captive at a time, I'm going to take dominion over this thing that's tormenting me in my brain, in my mind, that's tormenting my soul realm. Some of you need to say, one choice at a time, I'm going to put the fort down. Some of you need to say... One decision at a time, I'm not going to keep going in that dangerous behavior that is affecting my health. 
Some of you need to say, one time at a time, putting the pillow over my mouth. I'm going to get control of my tongue because the Word said if I can control my tongue, I can control every other area of my body. Right? That's the next few verses in James chapter 1. If you can bridle your tongue, you can bridle everything else. See what I'm saying though? But you've got to walk this thing out. And sometimes it's very harmful. Now, back to, back to me because we're going we're gonna to go on through this thing. Since we got the box opened up, we're going to go on through this thing. So one bite at a time. Well, now how many of you know you either get that little, that little by starving or you get that little by getting rid of what you're eating? So I went from lettuce to being freaked out when I would eat too much grilled chicken and getting rid of that. So here we go. Out of one thing into another. But man, you know, but I'm still saying I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. And there were people coming alongside and God was providing the people to speak into my life to, to, to talk to me. My best friend from Bible school, I still talk to her all the time. We go through things. She came up to me and I said, the first day of Ramah, she came up to me and said, what's going on in your life? And from that time on, she was right there with me. And if you'll believe the Lord so, He'll provide people to come alongside you and help you to get out of what you're in too. He will. Now, so I went through it. Now I'm telling you, and then I went through, sometimes you're getting out one ditch and getting another one. So I went through the time where I, I ingest way too much. That's called bulimia at that point. So you go through that and then you get through. So I went through the time though where this was occurring three, four, five, six, seven times a day. Okay? Just about destroyed my insides and, and, and teeth and everything. But it was, like I said, three, four, five, six times a day. But you know, still I'm free. And then I got to the point where, you know what? I'd go a whole week. Go a whole week, everything would be good. I'm eating, I'm still exercising because I believe that it's important that you take care of your temple. But see, this is where the Lord can get you off balance. Not the Lord. This is where you can get off balance with the thing that the Lord intends for you to do. That's what I'm saying. And so then I went though where it would be a month or two that I could go and I would be walking and I could be free. But I'm telling you this because I'm telling you don't be discouraged when you're walking something out and it seems like that it's not working or that you had a setback today. Don't say, well, I messed up. Forget it. Because we all have a tendency to do this if we start some kind of health program and all of a sudden we eat way too much today, forget it. I ain't doing it no more. Because I done messed up, right? Scrap the whole day and then it scrap the whole week and then it scrap the whole month. You wake up, you know, you wake up later and you forgot what you saw in the mirror. <clears throat> you forgot what you... And you forgot what you saw in the perfect law of liberty that gave you instruction. For what you're doing. Because guys, we don't need to do nothing and be exerting ourselves in anything in the natural that we hadn't found in the Word that can be profitable to us. And it doesn't have to do with our purpose. No, you're spending all your energy and all your time and all your effort doing something that the Lord hasn't commanded you to do. So there's two mirrors. Maybe the mirror that you're looking at and the mirror that, that we find here. The perfect law of liberty that helps bring us correction. But guys, I went, and I and, and then, then it will be a year. And I'm going to tell you something, and listen to me, 
listen to me, because I am, I have become grieved and frustrated with people telling Christians, with people telling sons of God and children of God, you're always going to have to deal with this in your life. You're never, you're, you're never really going to be free from this because you're always going, you're always going to be bound up by this. It's always going to be a struggle and a temptation to you. Like the Word of God and the Spirit of God's not, not available and not able to make us free. I'm going to tell you something. <clears throat> I don't remember the last time that I struggled with anything to do with my weight and weight consciousness. I do not remember the last time that I had a bout with, with bulimia. Now, I, I have times now because, like I said, I believe that the Word commands us that we ought to take care of our temple. So, yes, I do judge myself and say, you know what, I had cake every day this week. I probably don't need to do that no more. You know, I probably need to wait. I'm not, I don't ever eat cake every day of the week, but you understand what I'm saying. Christmas time comes. You know, then I may say, okay, you need to get this back under control because we're supposed to have moderation in every area of life. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to stand, I stand before you today as a testimony of the power of the Word of God because you can get free. And you can be free and it cannot torment you anymore. Anymore. It can be a thing that does not hinder, does not control, and does not manipulate your feelings, your thoughts, or any other part of you. God, I'm telling you, but it comes through walking out the Word. And it's, a, and it's a process many times. Many times it's a process. The Lord can do a work in you today, but it's up to us and it's up to our responsibility then to get in right alignment with the King and right alignment with His principles and walk them out day by day. Walk them out day by day. But He who puts in the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, listen to this, he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Everybody say work. work. It's going to be work. He, he, this is verse 25, by the way, of James chapter 1. But not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in all he does. All he does, that's encouraging, guys, because you're going to put in some blood, sweat, tears, physical anguish. Guys, this is the cross we have to bear every day, keeping ourselves in line with the Word. Beating and buffeting our flesh if we have to, telling ourselves you are not going to get out of line with what the King has said. Stay in there. Stay in there. Being a doer of the Word. You know what? And the teaching, and like I said, the teaching that's coming across now, if you'll hook up, and if you'll get in it, and if you won't allow yourself to say, I've heard that, I know that, if you'll receive what the Spirit of God gives to Pastor and myself, and be a doer of the work, walk out the Word, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Don't forsake coming to church. If you've got to choose that, or any other thing, be here. Hear the Word. Where the Word of the King is, there's power. And
And it's the thing that's going to put you over. Some of us have forgot where we were when the Lord arrested us and got us here. <clears throat> but if we'll be a doer, the Bible says, of the work, put the work in it, that we'll be blessed in everything that we do. And then, you know what? The kingdom advances out there because people see that you're blessed in everything you do. And they say, man, I need to hook up with that. I need to get involved with that. Because you're blessed. I mean, you don't have, you know, you, they might say, you, you, you don't look like you have very much stuff, but you got something. And, and you don't ever go, I mean, you don't ever go without. You got something I need. And it's because we're walking out the Word. We're being a doer of the work. And they're seeing that we have victory in the areas of our life. Joshua one eight says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written within it. For then will you make your way prosperous, and then will you have good success. Success. It's conditional, but it's a promise. The condition is that you do it. The promise is you'll prosper in everything you do. Everything you do. Guys, let's set ourselves to be a doer of the Word. Let's set ourselves to where when we hear the Word come across, that we hook up with it. And that we don't just amen and praise the Lord and glory to God when we're in here, but that we take it home and do what Paul said, that the Bereans were more noble than the Thessalonians, and that they searched the Scriptures to find out if what they were being taught was true. Guys, and when you find truth, the Bible says you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. There ain't anything, anything, anything in this earth that is more powerful than the truth that you know and that you do according to the Word of God. Nothing. Nothing. Guys, and when we, and when we begin to know the truth, when we begin to walk out the truth that's coming across from the Word, there's not going to be anything that's impossible to us. We'll be rolling over this thing. We'll be advancing the kingdom like a steamroller. Like a steamroller. You talk about ignite the city. See somebody get free from something they've been bound up by for 50 years, for 20 years. See people getting free. And people getting excited because they are. Because you shall know the truth. And the truth will make or recreate you in freedom. It'll recreate you. It'll make you. Some, some translations say set you free. That's nice. But I like to know that He can recreate. That He can remake that thing. And I'll never be the same again. Not going to ever be the same again. Everybody say with me, the best is yet to come. Say it again. The best is yet to come. As I set myself to be a doer of the Word. To be a doer of the Word. Amen. Glory to God. Lord, we love You and we thank You, God. We're so thankful for Your Word. My goodness, what You teach us through Your Word. Thank You, Lord, for Your Word because where the Word of the King is and when it's in operation in our life, there is power, there is anointing, there is every supply and everything that we need, Lord. We are so thankful, so thankful, God, for Your Word of correction, for Your Word of instruction. God, You're such a good God. We thank You for putting us through the door when we learn Jesus. And we thank You, Lord, that You've given us everything in the kingdom. 
and that Your Word, Lord God, and us walking it out is the road that we'll possess it with. God, we thank You in the name of Jesus for it. Amen. Amen. Well, before we go, well, it is offering time coming up, coming up. But before we go, what what I want to do right now is we're all at different stages. We're all at different walks. We're all, some of us are hooked up just as much as we can be. Some of us are wondering if we're hooked in at all. But I'm going to tell you what, you can become right now not somebody who says, I'm sorry, just because things aren't going well for you today, but someone that changes your mind and comes into the kingdom and its way of thinking. Receives Jesus as your Lord. Not just the way to get out of hell. Not just the way to make your life better for today. But you can make Him Lord and the boss of every area of your life. If you need to do that, come on right now.